1914, in Montevideo, Uruguay, a group of university students got together and started a club. They did social activities, school politics, and soccer. They hung out at the student federation. The building had a piano, and one of the club members would sit down and compose music for fun. Now, there's a story about that piano, which may or may not be true, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Because of an unpaid debt, the piano was confiscated and taken to another building with a security guard across the street. The students came up with a plan to retrieve their piano, and it went something like this. There was a streetcar line on the block where the piano now was, and the students convinced the streetcar driver to slow down and stop right in front of the door, blocking the guard's view. One group of students distracted the guard with small talk, while another group of students pushed the piano to freedom. Now, I can only imagine this happening in an environment where everyone is extremely laid back. I mean, nobody, the streetcar driver, the security guard, anyone in traffic, would be able to be in even the slightest hurry to get back to what they were doing, like driving a streetcar or guarding a piano. Well, if you've ever been to Uruguay, you know that it's a very laid-back place, so maybe you'll buy the story. Oh, and one more thing. The name of the student club? La Cumparsa. The name of the pianist? Gerardo Matos Rodriguez. The music he was composing on that piano? Among other things, a simple march he wrote as a tribute to the club and called La Cumparsita. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm Adam Tully. And this is Tango Profiles. That's right, La Cumparsita, the most famous tango of all time, was written in Uruguay in about 1916 by a university student who liked to tinker around on the piano. That curious anecdote is the first of many in a saga that is now 100 years long. Apparently, this simple song was a hit with the students because in 1916, one of Matos Rodriguez's friends thought that a professional tango orchestra should play it. There was a tango orchestra from Buenos Aires that was playing in Montevideo at the Café La Giralda. The band leader was none other than Roberto Firpo, and when Matos Rodriguez was too shy to present the song to him, his friend did. Firpo later recalled the following. The simple melody didn't seem like much, but he agreed to play it the next night, and apparently it was a big hit with the audience. Musically, it was so simple and repetitive, but perhaps it's a bit like another famously simple melody written by Mozart. Simple, catchy, maybe even ingenious. 
Firpo, seeing that the material had potential, decided to add a third section to the two that Matos Rodriguez had created. First, he took a section of his own tango, La Gaucha Manuela. And then, according to Firpo, he took a piece of Miserere from Il Trovatore, the opera by Giuseppe Verdi. Although, honestly, I've listened to the piece and I don't hear any material that reminds me of the Comparsita. If you do, please write to me and point it out. Firpo then suggested that he receive credit as a co-writer, but the young Matos Rodriguez refused. Wow, did Firpo ever miss out. Roberto Firpo recorded La Cumbarcita in 1917, and it became successful enough to catch the attention of a music publisher, the Breyer Company, across the river in Buenos Aires. Breyer bought the copyright for Matos Rodriguez, giving him 30 copies of the sheet music and a payment of 50 pesos, which he quickly blew at the horse races. And then, after its initial splash, La Cumparcita faded into the background. In 1923, with the help of some friends from the Composers' Society in Argentina, Matos Rodriguez campaigned and recovered the copyright to La Comparsita from his publisher, Breyer. Now, publishers usually only give a copyright back to the composer if it's not generating money. When they do, they're placing a bet that the copyright is worthless. Well, that was a bet that Breyer clearly lost. But who knew at the time? As his tango faded into obscurity, Matos Rodriguez pursued other professions. In 1924, he traveled to Paris to cover the Olympics as a journalist. Paris was a hotbed for tango and was full of musicians from Buenos Aires. Once he got there, Matos Rodriguez learned about a new hit by the star singer Carlos Gardel. It was called Si supieras, and it sounded like this. Si supieras que aún dentro de mi alma conservo aquel cariño que tuve para ti. Quién sabe si supieras que nunca te olvidado. Si supieras was obviously la comparsita with lyrics. Those lyrics were written by Pascual Conterzi and Enrique Maroni and had been written without permission. As often happens in the music business, the story was simultaneously good and bad. Matos Rodriguez's copyright was being infringed and as a result, Tango's most famous artist was breathing new life into his song. Even crazier, Matos Rodriguez formed a close friendship with Gardel right at the same time that he was suing the lyricists of the new song. 
The lawsuit would eventually get settled. Before it did, Matos Rodriguez wrote a clumsy lyric to La Comparsita and registered the copyright. Don't be surprised if you haven't heard it. There's only one well-known recording sung by Angel Vargas. La comparsa de miseria sin fin de sila en torno de aquel ser enfermo es pronta de morir de pena the Si Supieras lyric was obviously superior and became the standard vocal version. And let's face it, it's the reason that La Comparsita became relevant again. Si Supieras was recorded by the beloved singer and fellow Uruguayan Julio Sosa in 1962, and that eventually became the definitive version, with Sosa adding a spoken intro that later became a staple of the song. And if you think about it, Ever since 1916, La Comparsita has been a simple but brilliant idea asking for supplementary material. It's a magnet. Firpo added music, Contursi added lyrics, Julio Sosa added spoken word. Porque quise mucho y porque me engañaron y pasé la vida masticando sueños. Porque soy un árbol que nunca dio frutos. Porque soy un perro que no tiene dueño. In 1926, the Argentine bandoneonist Luis Moresco created a 16th note variation that became so well known, it's considered a standard part of La Comparsita. So what is it about this tango? Well, maybe it's the twinkle twinkle little star quality. Since the raw material is so simple, it's almost begging musicians to add things on top of it. Sort of like 12-bar blues, a musical template that jazz musicians use. And actually, it's the one traditional tango where it's common for musicians to take solos, improvising over the chord changes. So maybe La Comparsita is the 12-bar blues of tango. There is so much to say about this one tango, but what became of its creator? Well, the 1924 vocal version and the resulting comeback of La Comparsita were enough to inspire Matos Rodriguez, an architecture graduate, to enroll in conservatory and learn the fundamentals of music. Between 1924 and 1933, he was prolific, writing another 75 tangos. Of those, none approached the status of his big hit, but at least two were recorded by Gardel and remain in the tango canon, Mocosita and Che Papusa Oi. The latter was Matos Rodriguez's favorite, with lyrics by the great Enrique Cadicamo. It's an excellent tango, and if you need convincing, check out the version by Roberto Goshenetche. Che papusa oí Los acordes melodiosos que modula el bandoneón Che papusa oí Matos Rodriguez also did music for a film starring Carlos Gardel called Las Luces de Buenos Aires. 
He even briefly tried his hand at leading an orchestra tipica. Beyond that, he didn't really pursue music. He did other jobs, like being the Uruguayan consul in Germany. He lived most of his life outside of Uruguay, in Paris and Buenos Aires, the two places where tango was really happening. And there you have it, the story of the most famous tango of all time, an amalgam of melodies, lyrics, and imagination piled on and on over the years. It seems everyone took a crack at that one simple melody, written by an inspired student in Montevideo, tinkering away on a piano. Uruguay is immensely proud of La Comparsita and declared it the official anthem of Uruguayan popular music in 1998. Gerardo Matos Rodriguez was born March 18, 1897 in Montevideo and died there on April 25th 1948. La Comparsita was published 100 years ago, and this month its author would be 120 years old. Maestro Mato Rodriguez, feliz cumpleaños. <laughs>